0: Welcome back, everybody, to the 90s Mixtapes Podcast. My name is Pat, joined by my lovely co host, Jen. Hello. And we are here for the third time in December. We are sitting down talking about the television shows that you may or may not have been able to see in December of 1993. Some of them are available now in the way, way back machines. Like, where did you find that Roseanne episode?
1: So that was on Daily Motion, but.
0: On the Daily Motion,
1: available on Hulu, like premium. So the Hulu that we had, we couldn't watch Roseanne.
0: Oh, so there's like a higher tier that we have. we have to pay Super Hulu to get Roseanne.
1: It, it's it's like you get live TV and premium Hulu and the Disney Channel for like two
0: thousand dollars a month.
1: It's like eighty something dollars, and I'm like, I just want to watch this episode of Roseanne, so I put it into Google, and it came up on Daily Motion. I have an update for everybody, unrelated to these episodes. First update. I wonder if we can hear the dog barking in the in the distance. Possible. Number two. Goats. And hoes. Goats and hoes. I saw goats. I played you with a baby. You played with goats.
0: You didn't just see them, you played with them. It was aggressive.
1: I snuggled a baby goat, and I fed a baby goat. So... And you were right. I'll give... You were right. It was outdoors. I was slightly disappointed about that because it was dark and a little cold and I was like, ugh. And you couldn't really see all the goat poop. I was hoping they would do it indoors because I know they do do a lot of... do do. They do a lot of these events indoors, like the goat yoga and stuff. But, but at the same it.
0: time, it's like I told you, like, regular people are not going to have goat yoga inside their bar. And then Regular
1: have... people, no shade, don't have, like kids' daycare inside their bar. This is a very special bar.
0: Well, okay. That, they but, don't serve food. So, any,
1: anywho, it was outside. It didn't matter. It was awesome. Then, yeah, but there somebody's so got clean goats. the
0: goat shit. Like, it's not like somebody's going to clean all the goat shit and piss. Like, you told me that at one point, you quote, we're not going to sit down anymore because you didn't know where it was safe.
1: Yeah, goats... P-O-I. I mean, having it outside is the better option, for sure. Next time I'm going to bring a towel and sit on a towel, like some people did that obviously have done the goats before have been through have have played with baby goats what was the name of your goat you know I don't know I know that there were uh, I know the names of other goats there was a tigger um I'm gonna call yours Marshall Mathers it was so cute wasn't it so cute it was something it just like fell asleep in my arms and then it would wake up and it would kind of like chew on my hoodie string and then it would just fall back to sleep but it was little because there were some I think the youngest ones she said were like two weeks and two days old, and then some were a little bit older. So like when it came to bottle feeding, the little babies were kind of like, I don't really know. But the like older goats, like they were still babies, but they were like maybe teenager goats, were like attacking the bottles. Like they were fighting each other to, to get the bottles. It's pretty cool. You don't care.
0: No, I didn't give a shit then. And They're I'm gonna so tell cute. you. And
1: the, here's the other thing.
0: Gotta say I give less of a shit They're now. So... Recapping the baby goats.
1: They're so soft. Like, that is one thing I didn't. I expected them to feel like what I think a barnyard animal would feel like, coarse. But these goats felt like a bunny rabbit. They were so soft.
0: Shout out anyone listening. Give us your opinions (laughs) about goats. So, see, like, then after that, I started talking to my friends about it. And we all just agreed. We're like, if you see a goat. What is the goat's like natural defense mechanism? And then we were talking about how goats have just certain levels of goats are just bred to when they get so stressed out and overwhelmed, they just fall over. They're like, I'm
1: dead. <laughs> fainting goats. Yeah. This
0: is like goats, just like nobody.
1: And then I told you we actually They don't fight knew... anybody.
0: They're just goats and hoes. They just hang
1: out, man. There's like, and I t- like people that do that. Like we knew a guy, you didn't realize this. Like we knew this dude who, if he gets really excited, upset or anxious, either way, he just passes out.
0: Strange, because the person was always upset and anxious. so it's, It kind of
1: makes sense. So it didn't make
0: any sense. But um, yeah, let's no. get into this topic this week. This week, we're discussing some TV. So as we've talked about every time we get to TV, TV back in the day, back in the 90s, was a cyclical beast, right? And The Beast started in September, which we highlighted a whole bunch of shows that we're going to be premiering. Um, and then there's a slow little drip of a couple other shows, maybe some programs that pop off into October, November, but December is just like dead, right? They're not really going to premiere a whole heck of a lot, and they're not really going to get rid of a whole heck of a lot. That comes after they have their little break. For the most part, sitcoms, you're still in the era of 24 episodes. So you're going to get, you know, Jen had a whole list of potential Christmas <laughs> episodes to watch for all these sitcoms. Yes, I, I mean, did. they just did them, right? And the Christmas episode would premiere right before you start to get into your Christmas programming. It's usually like December 20th-ish, somewhere around there is what a couple of the air dates for these were. So you're looking like right before the holiday. So I'm guessing they probably filmed it a couple weeks earlier. And then everybody went and went on their merry way on break. However, what I am going to do is do a quick rundown of some of the things that we didn't talk about yet. That did happen in October and November.
1: You mean when we does disappear? Well just just a quick
0: rundown <laughs> about some things that were probably gonna be important like going, you know, later on. So in October, on October 1st, ESPN debuted ESPN 2 the deuce. So that's just a thing for you nineties kids. Like so now there's like seven ESPNs or twenty ESPNs, but
1: Really? Think? That many?
0: Oh yeah. Because they have like ESPN college, ESPN News, ESPN. Just keeps going, but this was this was when they went from we just have a single sports network to now we have two, and so I I remember that as a kid. That was, uh, I'm
1: gonna tell you, I don't,
0: yeah, because it would it was like (laughs) if you were into sports and you were younger, you'd be like, oh, okay, what hockey game do we get? You only had like one option now, you might get like two, you know, and now they had to start making some shows and stuff to fill out the programming on that as well. On October 23rd. CBS's four-year broadcast with Major League Baseball ended with Joe Carter's walk-off home run and the Toronto Blue Jays winning the World Series. So mm. that was an important thing back when they still did it in October. October 25th, Rocky R Pitcher Show premiered on Fox. Oh,
1: man. I'm pissed. I would have loved to talk about that.
0: Well, we could always talk about it next Just year. Just get
1: in a time machine.
0: Because it's always going to keep going. Uh, Jen. October 29th, a man who you will know as we go forward in, into the 90s and 2000s, a director, directed a commercial. If I tell you Got Milk, what is the commercial you remember? Oh, Aaron Burr. Right. Do you know who directed that? No. Michael Bay.
1: Oh, yes, I did, because I looked it up, but I didn't look it up. I saw the same thing, but I remember it was a bit, yes.
0: As a a 90s kid, that commercial sticks out in my mind whenever I think of Got Milk. That commercial was, like, the thing. They went from that commercial to then, I think, just trying to do, like, sexy commercials and then, like, silly commercials, but then they would have, like, celebrities, like, with a milk mustache. Remember that ad too for milk, where it was like celebrities with milk mustache. would be like men, women, whatever it was. They oh yeah, like a milk mustache. Yeah, I remember that. And that was like a whole thing. And really
1: pushing a big milk, you know.
0: all the big, big milk institutes. But that this <laughs> this was the first one, and I remember this commercial.
1: Who would have known that thirty years later, barely anybody drinks regular milk. It's 100%. all like all different kinds of juiced things. Cool.
0: Warner Brothers Entertainment in November created the WB Television Network, which I remember that. Remember the dancing frog? Mm. Welcome
1: to the WB.
0: Like remember that whole thing and they had like all these commercials and it was like silly.
1: I remember the frog, yeah. Got
0: yeah. it. November 12th, the UFC, shout out UFC, mm-hmm. put on their first ever pay-per-view in Denver, Colorado. No. Yeah. 30 years ago. It mattered. Britney Spears Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera.
1: Mickey Mouse's.
0: Mickey Mouse Club. November 15th.
1: Is that one that debuted? Yeah.
0: Hmm. So These are just things. Things that we missed that probably we should just highlight real quick cuz they are going to matter. November oh 25th. God. We
1: really missed a lot.
0: November 25th, Home Alone made its network television premiere on NBC. November 22nd, Food Network We love the Food Network.
1: Oh my God, we love the Food Network. Do you know what one of the
0: first Food Network shows was? You know what it was called? Do you know who hosted it? Uh,
1: Was it like one of the old school guys, like Wolfgang Puck or something?
0: Okay. Close. Emeril Lagasse. Okay. And do you know what the show was called? Bam. How to Boil Water. (laughs) It was supposed to just be like a very simple cooking show. Huh. So like you boil water and then add this or do that. So it was called How to Boil Water. Simple cooking show. And it was around for like... Oh, wow, it's around to like the early 2000s. He... he left that to get his own show, and then like other you know, some of the other presenters on the show, as they like to call them. You had Emerald Lagasse, uh, Tyler Florence is listed. Oh,
1: I know Tyler Florence, and he's Jack Corrigan. I,
0: for... I don't know who that is.
1: You um, know, you know, those chicken enchiladas I make all the time. Uh-huh. Side so note, that's a Tyler Florence recipe. Oh, nice.
0: Um, so he's on there, just
1: by the way, I haven't made those in like ten years. I say so. you know yeah. those things I, I make be all like, the time. I, even, I haven't. I'll be like, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, some shows that did premiere, believe it or not, there were some of those. You had uh, Second Chances on CBS. Mm. You had The State on MTV.
1: Oh, did you ever watch that? Did you used to watch The State?
0: Uh, I mean, I feel like I probably saw Michael Ian Black on that at some point, but I don't really remember it.
1: Oh yeah, it was good.
0: Scientific American Frontiers mm. on PBS. Offbeat Cinema.
1: That's in December.
0: That's what I'm talking about.
1: Oh, I thought you were just going through.
0: And Second Chances on CBS. I'm saying some things that did premiere in December. I'm not getting into like the things that premiered in the other months. I wouldn't like, even
1: like, mention we'll, we'll Adventures of Pete and Pete. That Well, I guess that was in uh, November. But I yeah. mean. I was talking about the events that's more a than big I was D. talking eh? about
0: anything else. Um, CBS, in December, CBS lost their rights for the. NFL for national football games, national football conference games. So for you, that means nothing. But for other people way back when, it was basically like one channel had A- ABC, uh, AFC games, which is like CBS has like AFC games and Fox has NFC games. I'm going to
1: tell you something. And I mean this and you're not going to like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got me into fantasy football. True. And I actually played it this year, and I enjoy it. I know who a lot of these players are. Yeah. I didn't do very good, but I beat you, so that's that makes me happy.
0: Three more wins than I did. I was like a three and.
1: Yeah, and you had the second pick. I had the tenth. Anywho,
0: Justin Jefferson, R.I.P. My guy.
1: Um. Gun to my head. I don't think I could tell you. One team on, in the AFC or was it the NFC? Is the other one? Mm-hmm. See, I, I couldn't tell you which teams are what. Don't even bother. It's same thing with baseball, how there's two different... I, I don't. And I, and I won't.
0: Now, I'm going to tell... Can't. Now, the you won't is one thing, but the I can't. The amount of, like, <laughs> the amount of bullshit 90s trivia and knowledge and things that you have, for you to say that <laughs> is so disingenuous because the reality is you do know most of the teams in the AFC. And Jets? most of the, Correct. So if you know the people in the Jets division, you worked at a Jets bar, you know all of these people. Like, you know who they would play. But they
1: sometimes cross over and they play people in the other division. Like, there's always a Jets-Giants game happening.
0: No, there's not. It's once every four years. But...
1: It feels much more often.
0: And they do it in the preseason. But, like, you are a... Girl that grew up in New York, right? So you know that the Jets are the AFC and the Giants are the NFC. So then you know. I, actually,
1: I guess, but I did know that. Right, but it's <laughs>
0: no, But then by diffusion, you start to go, well, who do the Giants always play? So then you could be like, well, the, oh, Cowboys. the Cowboys. Okay, right? okay, the okay. Like, it's pretty easy to be like, well, the Jets always play the Bills.
1: I don't like when the Jets play the Eagles because their colors are way too similar. It's
0: true. But that's, again, you're digressing with the ADH. Let's rein it in. <laughs> Let's rein it in. I know you haven't been diagnosed yet in the 90s with the ADH, but rein it in where you're just saying, I don't know who they are. Like, you know exactly who they are. You're just being a silly goose. And that's that could be the theme for 2024. Like, how much of a silly goose are you going to be? Shows that left against the grain starring Ben Affleck about that Friday Night Lights show that I had mentioned months back. That I was like, this is wild. They like, did a Friday Night Lights show. That show left. Uh, oh, not really you anything play- else left. You me Let me tell you, though. You did have a notable birth. Your girl Megan Trainer, You know her. Think about it. She was born December 22nd.
1: <sighs> the cusp. I wonder if that makes her a Sagittarius or a Capricorn. How does that make you feel?
0: Some other births that we missed <laughs> while we were away. That's a bad birthday, away. man.
1: I feel bad for anyone born between, like, December 20th and, really, January November
0: 4th. 16th, Pete Davidson was born.
1: Scorpio. That checks out.
0: That checks out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it only checks out for you. And notable people that passed away, Bill Bigsby, And November 21st. Hmm. I don't know who that is.
1: Nope.
0: The original, like Incredible Hulk.
1: Oh, that's sad.
0: But not Lou Ferrigno. The guy, like Dr. Banner, before he turned into Lou Ferrigno. River Phoenix died October thirty first, nineteen
1: ninety three. Yeah, we missed we missed talking about that. That was gonna be a big I think um I think above all, like all the episodes we miss recording more mostly bummed about October, because there was a lot going on, a lot to talk about, and Halloween, which was going to be so much fun. But... We'll
0: circle back on it.
1: That's okay. We're we're in... We're in December. We're in December.
0: We're in the holidays.
1: I've decided that I want it to be the holiday season all year round.
0: Okay. That's fair. It's a vibe.
1: It makes me happy to have all the lights everywhere.
0: I know, I know. I'm just sighing, because I'm like, I could just already see a way you're going to try to figure this out. And then...
1: Well, last year I put bistro lights in the sunroom and that made me feel like we had lights.
0: It's true.
1: So true. I'll just do more stuff like that, like little lights and I'll just let me get more plants. Big plants.
0: We're in the winter, though.
1: Indoor plants. We're plans, in December. House plants.
0: That's what I'm saying. You got the ADHD. The I know. 16 minutes in, I've had to rein you in twice. Silly goose behavior. So.
1: I mean, you're you're talking about things I can't possibly, I can't. I'm trying.
0: We did watch a couple of holiday episodes.
1: We did.
0: We watched Boy Meets World. We watched... Well, you watched Roseanne. I did. We watched Fresh Prince, and we watched Married with Children. Yes. A couple t- key takeaways from these shows. A couple of them have been on for a few seasons. Fresh Prince.
1: All of them except for Boy Meets World.
0: <clears throat> and Roseanne, I think, was on a couple seasons at this point. Like, Married with Children was on seven seasons I think at this, this point. was season four. Four
1: of Roseanne? I and mean, at this Fresh point... point, Fresh Prince. I'm saying four... We're already into Sarah Chalk as Becky. So, we're into a new Becky. She's married to Mark. She's... We're already there and Darlene's off at college. So, it's, you know...
0: Yeah, it could be. It could be further than that. But I know, like, Fresh Prince is season 4
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We've already introduced the baby. Oh, it could have been further than that. So, I'm like, oh, I feel like that took a while before we had the baby.
1: Right? But I think...
0: But it was a while because it was
1: three years. But that, but you're right. It's because they had so many episodes.
0: episodes. Yeah, there's so many episodes. Mm -hmm. And they start
1: with him as like a flashback. It's like the baby's really like a four year old, and they're looking back at his christening. And you're like, wait, Nikki was, and then you're like, okay. But I do. You know what's funny? I don't remember the baby as much as I remember Aunt Viv being pregnant. Yes. You know.
0: Yeah, I remember that too. Well, I remember Aunt Viv being pregnant. I also remember, um. You know, I, I, I also remember in that one, like, the switch of Aunt Viv. Like, those are the two things I remember the most.
1: Yeah. Because she's so... I mean, she looks so... She was so one
0: actress and then, like, a completely different very actress. Very different actress. And it was, like, completely different vibes. Because I feel like with the first actress, like, the, the show... It's a little bit more, like, Saturday morning preachy. And now I feel like it's a lot more, like, into the comedic side of things. A little bit more, like just the kind of funny, like procedural sitcom, like just funny, silly things.
1: I felt anyway. Did you watch these four shows
0: as a kid? Mm-hmm. So it's ninety three. So I probably saw just
1: in general. Doesn't matter what year you. I probably
0: started watching Fresh Prince in like ninety five. So like, so I probably saw some of these episodes when they were in syndication, but not really. But because I, I remember like that tail end, like when Will's in like college mm-hmm. and has the college girlfriend and stuff. Roseanne was on. That would be on. And that was on uh, whatever Tuesday or Wednesday nights. That was on. I wasn't a huge fan of Roseanne though. I really? wasn't No. Really wasn't like my thing. I, I definitely would have rather watched sports than watch that. Married with Children I did watch though. I didn't really understand all the jokes no. as a kid. Um, definitely got it more in syndication in the later 90s. But I just liked how the people seemed like cartoons because it Th- the things that they would get involved in was so outlandish It was, and so, un- was yeah, yeah, so outlandish yeah. like when we were watching this episode I completely forgot but then started to sing the song to myself about like uh like Psycho Dad.
1: yes me too because
0: I remember that jingle yes. and then I, then that took me to the world of like no ma'am and then remembering like no ma'am when they were making like the group of like no women or whatever it was remember yep. that
1: yes yeah and then I'm just
0: remember and then I'm just thinking like Looking at Ed O'Neill, I'm like, man, he was 47 here. So when the show started, this is season seven, he was 40. So I'm like, wow. Okay. And then I'm like, he always looked to me like he was like 60. Mm
1: -hmm. So then when I
0: realized that he's just playing like this guy and then I started thinking of those people that I see like in the streets, I'm like, oh, okay. Because you're like, okay. So you see that person. Those jobs are significantly far and few between um, now. Not that there aren't people that work at a shoe store. But it's just not the same kind of, like... I don't think it's the same kind of, like, culture now. (laughs) Because I think you can get your stuff in a lot of different places. More than, like, the idea that, like, he worked at, you know, like, a shoe store. I think at the mall or something. Yeah. And, like, so people would come in and he wore, like, a a tie or whatever. Like, a collar. Like, nobody wears that. Like, to work at a shoe store. Like, a woman's shoe store. Like, like a woman's...
1: If I... I I
0: guess they do exist. I mean, I'm talking myself through that it exists. If
1: I go to get shoes... And let If I go to a shoe store, I mean, if I need nice shoes, I'm probably gonna go to like a department store, right? So I'll probably go to like Macy's or something and look at the shoes there if I need nice shoes rather than go to, I don't even know what shoe store I would go to. But I don't want some middle aged dude like measuring my feet and putting shoes on for me. Like I want to have a solo venture where I'm looking at shoes. Maybe I'll say, can you get me these in my size? But I don't need, like, this level of service. I want to try on shoes by myself.
0: But if my guy Rex Ryan was playing Al Bundy, (laughs) because they did lean into the kink a lot, which was funny, because there would be women that came in that, like, just basically wanted a foot massage, because I remember that would be, like, a whole thing. So then they just, so, like, that, and I think the other guy, I don't know his name, but they add, like, a character that's his friend. Um, It's, like, an African-American dude, but I think he was into feet. Like I think that was like a thing. Like he was into feet, which oh, is why like he worked there. So it was like a whole thing. But that part of it, I just thought was like I remember seeing some of the earlier episodes when the kids were like a lot younger. Mm-hmm. Like this, so I was like, oh okay, this has kind of been like that sweet spot. And I feel like Mario with Children was around for
1: still around. I think for there a were like longer. nine seasons when I was, or maybe more. I think there was more. I want to say there could been more.
0: I want to say that there was like ten or twelve seasons, but, but I'll isn't
1: there? Check. An, there eventually another kid. Seven, Seven. But. Yeah. I think Um, there was
0: 12 seasons. There are. The last episode was June 9th, 1997. Wow. 11 seasons. And I remember when the last episode came, it was like, they didn't even know they were being canceled or something. They just like filmed it. And then it was just like, that was it. I was like, oh. What? There was a spinoff of Married with Children, apparently. Called Top of the Heap. Look at who that guy is that was in Top of the Heap.
1: Oh, a friend.
0: A friend from Friends. Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, Top of the Heap. The things you find when you look, because it Um, says, like, spin-off, Top of the Heap. I was like, oh, okay.
1: But the amount of, like, making fun of, like big people that go on and married with children you know what i mean like making fun of overweight women basically like you just don't see that stuff anymore it's like whoa like you don't but also at the same time this is a mean spiritedness of what happened in the 90s is why because you saw some like stuff in the other shows too like you know well, some of, that this is, some of this is like a specifically like in, in Fresh Prince, it was like a, a fat comment about Uncle Phil. What well, you just don't see that as much anymore, you know what I mean? You don't see it, and I'm like, oh yeah, they made fun of his, his weight every single episode, every <laughs> episode, yeah.
0: But then on the flip side, you think, or I think, you don't see it, but when you watch these shows, they really are a window into a couple different things, you know. One of them being always these shows are a window into how people are. How people perceive and, and like, how they want to kind of, like, unwind and laugh, right? So people in the 90s goes up until, let's say, the early, I'd say probably the early 2000s when it really shifts. And not that sitcoms don't exist, but you get more into the mockumentary style for a lot of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm like you know, the office yeah yeah
0: office parks and rec then you're gonna get modern family all these other things that kind of shift into that direction and that tone where you're more like there's one with like people. colin
1: hanks too that's actually pretty good
0: Isn't but it never got write?
1: popular yeah i forget what it's called I, what uh life in pieces maybe
0: i think so and yeah you know, we could double check that but it's just this like window of like people still want this like 1970s style sitcom. Here's a couch that everybody gathers around and mm-hmm. goes to, you know, or, you know, cheers. They're going, you know, live studio ends in the bar. Friends, they're in the house, they're in the coffee shop, you know, in the apartments, the coffee shop. It's the same kind of thing. You know, Seinfeld, they're always in Jerry's apartment. Then they're going where else because that's what people are used to that. But the, then you're hearing the jokes, like you said, and it's really just like of the time. Right. So the jokes are of the time. And this is how people talk to each other. This is how people got away with and dealt with their inner uh, failures. Because the one thing about Al Bundy that is apparent from the minute you watch the show is that he is fucking miserable.
1: Right, but he I'm saying this little show bits of like happiness. In particular, this show is very mean spirited. Like the humor is based on <laughs> being an asshole. Like the only time Peggy and Al even, like, got along and laughed together was when they were, like, laughing at somebody on TV. You know what I mean? It's the only time they ever get along is when they're both being, like, pieces of shit. Yeah. Which is what makes the show charming in a way, right? But it's also like, oh, man, I get why uh, some people I know weren't allowed to watch a show. But it was also, like, it was on Fox, so it
0: was trying to be a little bit edgier. It was... At or around, I think, the time that, like, Simpsons was on. Like, I think it was, like, I think it was Sunday night, so it was, like, kind of part of their, like, little block. And when you look at it through the lens of a cartoon, you're like, actually, some of it was pretty smart. Because, like, even in this episode, for example, so the the crux of this episode is there's kind of three different storylines. I think in years past, because I do remember, like, Marcy Darcy would have, like, a party. And Al was a clown at these parties, so he didn't get invited anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Which makes sense, because he's a crass clown, like all the things that you said, right? So, yeah, because with that first husband, I think she had a party. And then she has Steve. The second, Steve, yeah. So now, now she has the second husband. So the kids, Bud found, as it quote unquote fell off the back of a truck, an old school jukebox, which he wants to give to Al, but it's in the garage. He can't get him up off the couch. Al starts watching Mud Wrestling, which again is just such a 90s alpha male thing, right? And uh, like he's just trying. Are you to... calling
1: Al an alpha male? No,
0: it's just like that idea of like he's just like just such like a, like over sexualized like overhyped guy thing from like the nineties, right? It's like Al has his nudie mags and Al has his you know he needs his beard. Yeah, anybody his
1: but his, his wife, beer. really. Exactly. Yeah.
0: It's just this like Al like wild alpha energy. He's definitely not an alpha male in the sense that we talk about it now, but it's just his like st- stereotypical gross guy who then also happens to be a shoe salesman whose daughter literally has an IQ of 12, and his son is a, (laughs) like, fuck-up clown, right? So you just kind of, he's just a, he's he's a cartoon character, and that's what I enjoyed, because a lot of this was, like, literally, they're like, we're gonna, you know, the the, the A-storyline is them getting Al to the jukebox, so they're like, well, we're gonna bring it up into the bedroom, so you hoist a rope around it, and we're gonna pull up this, like, multi-thousand-pound jukebox, after they try to walk it in the house, but Al didn't see them, never turned around when he put it on his foot, which clearly would have flattened his foot. And then they brought it, rolled it back out. They're going to bring it up. Bud ends up getting a dresser dropped on him. He it's falls just like, like
1: 12 times. All
0: the silly things that you're like, this isn't a real show. So I think that's how they were able to get away with all of that other stuff, right? Because it's just not real. Like it It's is very so not real. Yeah. And then the next episode started rolling. And the next episode was Kelly was like making out with some dude who then like was covered in oil and smoking a cigar and he's like oh let's make out on the couch like well we can't make out on this 1970s couch that's my mom's couch make out behind the couch you know and then they make like a crash joke about you know the guy tape pulling it out don't you know pull it out like don't have that on or whatever and it was like the cigar so he takes the cigar out and like lights the couch on fire like again an absurd plot that's like, it's a cartoon, because then next week we're going to reset and come right back.
1: And that couch is going to be And this fine. is just
0: what we used to do all the time, is reset mm-hmm. and do these things all the time. So that's how they can get away with the lunacy that is Married with Children. Um, I enjoyed it because I felt like of all of them, again, cartoon thing as a kid, so it's very crass, but also like, they just felt like real comedic players. They look like real-ish people, or real-ish enough people. But yeah, yeah. That you're like, okay. So that was I did enjoy my Children*. I don't know how how did you feel about this episode specific. I mean, it was a little Christmassy, but it's the seventh time, seventh crack they've had at this now, so they're really not leaning all but, way into it.
1: Yeah, it was barely Christmas. I mean, I just wanted to go to that party. I'm like, man, I hope that they get to. I obviously there's a party going on. Like, hopefully they they just go and they. I wanted to be in the party because I do remember the episodes where Marcy had parties and they went and I liked them. So I was like, oh, I want to go to Marcy's party and see what tomfoolery happens. But there was no tomfoolery. It was... I mean, it was... I was entertained.
0: I mean, they literally... And picked up
1: on the on the mean-spiritedness, for sure. Yeah. Like, Marcy comes over to get... To see if they have any condoms. And Al just gives her, like, a magazine with Whoopi Goldberg on the cover. <laughs> and I'm like, that's fucked up. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah, it's that's the way it was back then. Uh-huh. But, um... Yeah. I can't even tell you the plot of this story, of, of this episode, because there really wasn't one. It was that Al and Peggy are going to argue over what to watch.
0: Which is what most couples argue over what to watch. They also have nothing to do on Christmas while other people are doing all sorts of Christmas things. Which makes Peggy slightly sad because she does end up going to the party. But not really. And Al has kind of been different. It's just another day for Al.
1: Nobody really gives each other gifts except the box which does get destroyed.
0: So then they just get a record that doesn't actually work.
1: That skips. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Peggy gives Kelly her watch she's wearing, and that's it. Those are all the presents.
0: But it's also like, that's what it is sometimes. Sometimes it's not perfect. And I think that was the thing that resonated with a lot of, let's say, viewers, Middle America, and people. When you watch this show, similar to Roseanne, like you watch these kind of shows, and they're really trying to hit that slice of, you know, what life kind of was for people. I mean, sometimes it's just not the greatest Christmas that you yeah, ever had. Yeah, but I
1: mean, this show is what you said. It is a cartoon really al and peggy are very unlikable i think they're both extremely unlikable like they're funny like you can laugh at some of the stuff they both suck they're horrible parents they're, they're horrible are spouses they're just yeah they're just terrible like the heart of the show is the kids and they're both buffoons but they're like you know what i mean it is it, it is what it is but I, believe, I liked it when i was younger i i you know i'm not anti married with children but
0: but i believe they're also like high school sweethearts too so they're trying to ram home that whole idea
1: Oh, Peggy and Al. Yeah,
0: of like, like you know who those people are that you're like, oh, they were together in high school and then had a kid really quick and they never went to college and they didn't really like excel at anything and she stays at home and he does, you know, he goes to work, but like, what is his job? Like, you give him like, you imagine a job that you'd be like, what is a dead end job? I don't want to be at in the '90s. It's like shoe store, woman's shoe store in the mall. Like, he's not even working at like a Footlocker and he's like, yo, like, and he's into shoes. He's not a sneakerhead or something. He's completely oh, no, no, not no, no. It's he's, like women's. completely unchecked out. Like completely checked out. So it's that whole idea of like this is just the ultimate caricature of these like upset and sad people. And for the most part it all takes place in and around their home. So I enjoyed it. Next year we'll check in with uh the Bundy family again. And then you watched Boy Meets World, right? You watched a Little of That. Season one, Mr. Feeny mm-hmm. and Charles Dickens. Tell Charles me how you felt Dickens. about that.
1: Oh, it was a perfect little 90s sitcom where you have a lesson learned and you do the right thing for friendship. I just so didn't like Boy Meets World. Oh, God, I loved it so much.
0: I know. And you You watched the new one, The Girl Meets World, and you watched all the things. Like, you're just into it. A lot of people were.
1: I mean, how do you not like it? The family just seems so cozy. And like, you know, Corey does the right thing and he, he pays for Sean's part of the gift to Feeney behind Sean's back so he's not embarrassed and his name's on the card and he makes it seem like it's his fault Sean didn't have the five dollars you know it's just so nice
0: this is season one shit I can't wait till we get to season six of this (laughs) you know and it's a little bit more
1: Topanga Topanga mentions how it's a winter solstice 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 and that's really what we're celebrating you know it's just all there everything is there it's true it's silly, and also like the really early Boy Meets World, like this is the first season. Is just they're so young, you know. They're very, very. Young. I do like it a little better when they're teenagers, but um,
0: none of that's their fault. It's just that their characters no. get fleshed out a little bit more as as you go on, and they get to deal with some more, you know, some realer issues that even. The, I mean, the the one thing I will say about Boy Meets World that I do remember is that like he's my age, so the whole thing as it goes, like he's my age. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's pretty cool because a lot of times like. The only other people I had that were like my age, let's say at this point, I think was like I think Stephanie from Full House was like my age, and I think Steve Urkel might have been like
1: my yeah, age. I think so. Steph- it's these couple different. I think Stephanie was my age, and uh, and uh, Corey was like a year younger, so that makes sense.
0: Yeah, you're like a year younger than me. So it's just that like in that weird spot where <laughs> you're like who do you identify with? Because my brother was like I think. You know Michelle's age from Full House, so it was always like, oh, and he was the third one of three kids, so it's always like, oh, okay, you're the little one, you get away with all the things, and
1: how you know, rude
0: those tropes all get to to fit as you're watching. Yeah, like I thought DJ was show. really
1: cool because she was a little older, yeah, and it'll... now you're like, oh, DJ was a little square.
0: Same thing, and and the see the and then to go back to Married with Children, I think what made that show so good is that like Kelly was always obviously the older sister and. At one point, it seemed like it was cool. And then, like, even now, you're kind of like, oh, you're just, like, not. You know what I mean? You're just like, oh, because it's just like she's now, like, probably in her 20s or whatever. And you still have nothing going on, right? Like, I don't think she has a job. She's like, nothing. So you're just like, oh, man. She went from that, like, cool 80s older sister into, like she's just ready to be Peggy Bundy, right? I mean... She's ready to get married and go and, and just, like, be somebody's, like, housewife. She has no, like, ambition, no nothing. Not that Bud is cool, but it's just the idea you watch these characters I, you know like, I always felt into their parents. They're I always felt for Bud.
1: I was always you. like, Bud, man, your sister is kind of an idiot and your parents both... I always felt bad for Bud. But
0: he's evolving into Al. They're evolving into, like, their parents as the show goes on. Like, we jumped in with this slice of it here, but they're just evolving into him. So I, I thought that part was interesting. Hmm. Interesting little take. Hmm? Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. Godfather Jeffrey. Did you see that coming?
1: No, I forgot about that.
0: Strange to be like your living butler. Like, that's the thing. But about he's the like show.
1: part of their family. So I actually he, thought it was nice. He is, but also, like,
0: where does he live is the thing. Like, does he oh, live on
1: the grounds? Because I think of, so.
0: But they also have a pool house. Like, where do they live?
1: Uh, at this point, I'm I know they sure live in Bel
0: Air, but you know,
1: in this point, I'm pretty sure Will and Carlton live in the pool house. They do
0: because I watched the next episode of this and it was the one with the grasshoppers, which I remember that episode where they called an exterminator because there was grasshoppers.
1: Oh, I didn't. I, I turned it off, but I saw that it started in the pool house. Um, I think he lives in the grounds. Yeah. Pretty sure.
0: Yeah. But it's just strange that yeah, like, it's, weird. it's just, it's very strange. Like
1: boy meets world. Maybe he lives in the mean, pool house. Boys to Men.
0: Boys to Men. The most nineties of nineties things that nineties. Who cross-over didn't love to Boys to Men? But also, this is when we've talked about them all year, topping the charts and doing all the things, and here they are in the Christmas episode. It's the most nineties nineties yeah. thing to happen. Two different Philly Philly gentlemen that made it out: Will Smith and the boys. This was the episode where Will Smith famously says, "Boys to Men are going to you know to DJ Jazzy Jeff, DJ Jazzy Jeff." Boys to Men are going to sing at the christening, thereby um, sealing his cartoon character fate of a thing that he can't deliver, but yet somehow gets delivered because hashtag Christmas magic. He actually had a past with Boys to Men where he um, stole one of their ladies, I believe, mm-hmm. which made them sad and come together and sing songs on the side of the street. So that was interesting to say the least that they would come and help him in, in the 11th hour.
1: Christmas magic, you said it already. But it's just that theme of, of will, making up lies to feel, like he fits in with his rich family and like he, you know what I mean. He's always so insecure, so he's always trying to like, prove himself, and that he always falls short. And this time it worked out. But the reality is like the reason because his little puppet that he bought for Nikki was was, adorable, and he probably would have liked that better than any of these other presents anyway. the, The
0: puppet was the best present versus a golden rattle and like a Rolex a Rolex for a baby well yeah but that was that was silly but then the car the remote control car for a baby right like it's just silly but again that's where you find yourself in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air which is just
1: yeah because will the buys wild vibe. the the thing is that the christening is happening on christmas eve for baby Nikki, and everybody buys presents, and then they're having like a present off. And Will got him a puppet. Everybody else gets him these lavish gifts, right? And Will so embarrassed about his puppet that he lies and he says, "Oh, boys to men's gonna come," and then everybody gets really excited about Which, it.
0: Which wild, wild, wild energy! The amount of money it must cost. The donation that Uncle Phil must have given to get a christening on Christmas Eve, because like. That's the Super Bowl.
1: Uncle Phil There's two is things. a wealthy man.
0: The thing about Uncle Phil's wealth is that it is completely stated over and over again that he has a wild amount of wealth to bail them out of all sorts of things at all times. But like this was probably a lot for a christening. You could have just done it the day before or maybe the week later.
1: He's you a did. wealthy man. <sighs> right after the christening, we're, we're rolling right into Christmas Mass.
0: I do enjoy the sitcom. <sighs> Jen, no, we're not. I do enjoy the the, the sitcoms though, where they just they're you know in the '90s where you're just like lawyer, wealthy, right? You're just like wealthy to do all of these things. Okay, it just makes sense.
1: I mean, most lawyers do have money. It's not, not that m- kind of money.
0: They don't have that kind of money to have a live in Butler, also the guest house in Bel Air. Like he is, is a he lawyer Mr. Kardashian? Is in he Mr. Kardashian?
1: Los Angeles, and he has. High profile clients. And okay, then he a he's judge. not just a regular exactly. And then he becomes a judge in Los Angeles. He's not working in Wichita. He's not a divorce lawyer in Wichita and there's no there's no shame. Well, they probably get thrown less upon work. any probably get less divorce, divorce lawyers, lawyers. in Wichita. Wichita. I know like, but he'd I'm be saying it's also off as,
0: a, as a divorce lawyer. It's in LA. cheaper
1: to live there and all I'm just saying he's a high profile lawyer. He, you know. Sure. Mr. Kardashian.
0: That's it. I mean, I you guess. You know what I mean? I like he's like is. that
1: level of lawyer.
0: Right. I mean, that's the only other thing I could imagine because I'm like, man, you got tons of money. But I mean, we just don't know because now that like what do they do now to make someone a rich rich person? Like what's their profession? They're like, oh, you're just like uh, Elon Musk or oh, you're just like you're just, you know, a media conglomerate. Right. You just you own media networks like that's how you get like the level of wealth that Uncle Phil had, because he was always able to buy himself out of whatever problems that they found themselves in. Yeah. What was your favorite?
1: I don't think it needs to be too explained. Oh, you didn't even talk about Roseanne. I didn't watch it. That's disappointing.
0: I know. So if you want to...
1: Because of all these shows, I feel like Roseanne's the one that actually is the realist, right? Like, you don't have to dispend disbelief or, or ask questions like, well, what exactly does Uncle Phil do to make him so wealthy if he came from a lower to middle class family, Right you don't have to ask questions like how does bud fall out of a window and then have a dresser dropped on him at least five, like three times and just walk away unscathed.
0: So give me Roseanne.
1: Not asking about boy meets world and how did Santa die of a heart attack when Morgan sat on his lap? Would an elf really show up at their door to repay them for photos that never happened? How come Sean always has some sort of crisis, you know?
0: Because he's the friend in need who's a friend in need.
1: Okay. So Roseanne, um, Darlene's off at school. hmm. The mom, what is her name? I forget her name.
0: Roseanne. Rose,
1: Senior. Roseanne's mom takes DJ to Chicago to see the nutcracker for the weekend. And then they go and they like surprise Darlene at college. And Darlene has to hide David. Cause David of course is living with her and it's a whole thing. And then David has to give hit their savings, which is $112. To DJ to keep his mouth shut. So that's, like, the, the side story. So, Roseanne and, and, um. Dan? Oh, I'm like, John Goodman. John, 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 John. And I'm, like, I looking at think, you, I'm like, are you trying to yeah, say Dan? Yeah, I was. And then I, I just kept saying John. Man. Roseanne and Dan. Gift becky money for a semester at community college by putting it in cereal so when she pours out her cereal a check falls out so she's so excited they're like you don't you know we got your college this semester blah 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 she's so excited she wants to tell mark then the next day she mentions how they're going to use that money actually to send mark to school so he learns how to open his own mechanic shop i believe it's a mechanic shop it's like whatever business school mechanics whatever he's going to go do that so he can open his own shop make money, and then he's going to pay for Becky's college. So Roseanne is like, no, that's not why we gave you the money. We gave you the money for you. That's not Mark's money. That's your money. Blah, 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 blah. So she's all pissed off. And she says, Dan, please involve yourself. Dan says, I'm not involving myself in this. Bye-bye. So Becky says, fine, I don't need your money. I'm going to do it myself. Gives him back the check. Next day, she comes home wearing what is supposed to be like a Hooters outfit. I forget. I think it was Buns. That's the name. that was called Buns. She's wearing a Buns outfit, and you know Dan and Roseanne are like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "Well, I got a job. I'm making a lot of money now. Apparently, it's about fourteen dollars an hour with tips to work at Buns." Um, so Dan is like, "No, absolutely not." Here's the check back. Like, do what you want. Mark can go to school. Whatever. And Roseanne's all upset. Blah blah blah. That Dan's not taking her side. Um. Long story short, Roseanne winds up letting Becky have the money to do what she wants. Becky says, I'm going to continue working at this place. Find out that, like, Mark's actually not okay with it. And she's just kind of like, you can't tell me what to do. I'm going to make money how I want to make money. Blah, 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 blah. And it ends with Roseanne getting the hard liquor. Uh, Roseanne, Aunt Jackie and DJ at the ta- uh, DJ, uh, Becky at the table, you know, bullshitting and Dan and, and mark are putting up christmas lights and they're hanging out on the roof which is where they go to escape the ladies here's my question to you Mm -hmm. because this was probably my favorite of all the episodes because it was very real if someone gives you money do you feel or or you give someone else money do you feel like that money should come with an intention or if you give them the money it's their money to do it well we
0: both know that i'm terrible with hypotheticals so to answer your hypothetical question about money If someone gifts you money, it's your money. What you choose to do with the money is your choice. I agree. In this instance, though, if someone's gifting you money with the sole purpose of you going to college and you decide to give the money to someone else to go to college, that is different.
1: But it actually makes more sense because if Mark went to college and then got a real job, like it would be like, I think the way she said, like he has to go for a year and then he'll get this job and then he will make money and be able to send her rather than her going to college for like taking literary classes. And I'm not judging. I went to art school. No judgment. But like he'll be able to make money sooner and actually help her get on her feet and live out her dreams. It actually made more sense.
0: But then the gift should have been to Mark. So I think... I think the lesson there, or the misguided thing there, is here's is these parents trying to do this thing for their kid, not thinking that their kid is grown up enough to have a significant other that they care about enough, that really the gift should have been to the to Well, They're ma- at
1: this point, they're married. Remember, they it eloped. should have been
0: to them. Right, but it should have been to and them. And
1: it's just that Roseanne hates Mark. Exactly. What should have happened was Becky should have had a conversation and been like, hey, this is what we think we're going to do with it. It's still going to go to the same purpose. We're still looking to get on our feet. We really appreciate you, but... The thing is, Roseanne is so unapproachable, you know, when it comes to Mark. So I understand. Dan really kept out of it. And I feel like it wasn't said, but I feel like he kind of agreed that it was a good idea.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, because what else is he going to say? It's their money. Once you've made the decision that that's what you want to do. It's not like they said, we're going to take this money and go on vacation. And then you go, well, the money was for school. And again, if the idea is, you know, this guy also needs some help and he's part of my family. I mean, if they have a kid and all these other things, it's going to be, you know, your grandkid. So, you're trying, you got to kind of deal with this person in your orbit. And I think it's a good dichotomy of both sides um, dealing with that sort of thing. You know, Roseanne always is looking at her children as her children that are under her thumb and under her mm-hmm. watch at all times, as if they're always little kids, which is how many mothers feel. And, you know, sometimes it's usually fathers that might be the ones. That let their kids grow up a little bit sooner, right? And in this case, we know Dan's a hardworking guy. He's out a lot. We also know Roseanne is a hardworking lady. She's out a lot. And this is, like you said, probably the most accurate depiction of like a '90s middle class, like a lower middle class family. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. You know, Dan's there, and he's like, "Hey, man, like, what am, what am I gonna, what am I gonna fight with my wife?" He knows that at the end of the day, he knows the right answer. And most of the time, what I did enjoy about this show a lot when I would watch it. It's like, Dan's usually right. He's just a, a doofus, but he's usually right. It's just that Roseanne always gets the last word. <laughs> so that was always the good part. Yeah. Because Dan's usually right. Like, his original intention is right. But then where the story might lead them will end up being Roseanne being right, which is how life works, right? There is never really truly a right or wrong. To go back to the old uh, analogy, you know, from, uh, you know, or, or, the, or the, old, the old saying from uh, Mr. Michael Caine. In The Dark Knight, you know, you just, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. You know?
1: Like, that's oh, it. Oh, Roseanne is on Peacock. Yeah, it's gonna be like, she's gotta be somewhere. I'm gonna tell you. Yes. I think Deadly I'm gonna Motion go... isn't great? No, Daily Motion is great. It was free. I think I am going to re-watch Roseanne. Like, just watching this episode put me in a Roseanne mood. It is probably... Ugh, I love sitcoms so much, so I can't really rate them because I have a hard time making choices, but it's definitely in my top ten rotating you know what i mean that all, I, I love this I which love was
0: your favorite christmas episode you saw
1: roseanne okay and That's then mine. um i really enjoyed watching the fresh prince one even though i want to say boy meets world probably fresh Prince, parents boy meets world then married with if anyone's one. out
0: here and, and you're listening you're like i only have time for one jump on hulu watch the fresh prince there's nothing more 90s than the fresh prince with boys to men there's
1: nothing no, more good.
0: that encapsulates '93. <sighs> it does have the Christmas magic.
1: It does, and but also the, the married show. with children one. It was like it's it brought me back to when I watched it. But um, you
0: watched it, and I watched it. I enjoyed
1: <laughs> all of them. I wish we had time to. I sent you a list of
0: like, <laughs> of like there's a twenty. There was Home Improvement. I okay, mention. so
1: I found oh that. That one I wanted to watch. I did also really like Home Improvement. Not as much as Roseanne, but I really did like it. Um, More the
0: middle to later Home Improvement. And
1: they had good Christmas episodes, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Um, I'm sure that it has something to do with Tim being a dumbass and learning some kind of lesson about his dumbassery.
0: (laughs) I'm sure Wilson taught him something. Yeah. Is that what you're Uh, trying to say? Yeah,
1: and I'm sure his wife forgave him. What was her name? Uh, What was Home Improvement's name? Jewel, Jill, Jill. Jill, Tim and Jill, Tim and Jill. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I found a, if you, I googled Christmas TV episodes and I found a list of every show and their Christmas episodes. I mean, up till now, there was like Righteous Gemstones on there, so and there was also shows in the 60s and i went through that whole damn list and wrote down anything that said 93 that i found slightly interesting there's some stuff that i was like i've never heard of this or whatever but um yeah Jen Pat
0: Anything else you want to add?
1: I don't think so. I love Christmas. I love Christmas TV. Okay, we got one more episode before we... Do our year in review. Do our big old 1993 sleepover party. Year in review extravagance featuring gin and tonics. Our and movie
0: is going to be a surprise.
1: It's a surprise because we don't know what it is yet.
0: No, it's a surprise because there's a bunch of good ones. I think we're just going to pull it out of the hat. And okay, then, I'm in. And then we're going to pre-record our little what is the movie. Based on whether or not either one of us has seen it.
1: Oh well, we could just yeah, we could do that. We could we could pre-record it or we could just like skip 10 it this month because beforehand. that's right. I don't. I wonder. We should go back to September and see what we were gonna watch in October. Demolition Man.
0: It was gonna be Demolition Man. It was gonna be the What's Eating Gilbert Grape.
1: Which actually I guess came out now.
0: Yeah, so that's what I was gonna say. We might do that, but then there's like some movies that I know you haven't seen, so it's one of those things that I wanted to kind of like. You know?
1: Well. Talk it through. Go watch some of those 93 sitcoms. Go, I'm gonna. Go do the, all the 90s sitcom Christmas things. Just Guys, do it. Do, do it. it.
0: It's out there. You can do it. Get in some of the magic. If you want a silly Christmas, watch Married with Children. If you want to feel like the 90s, watch Fresh Prince. And as Jen said, if you just want the realest sitcom of the, sitcom of the ball, go watch Roseanne. Guys, it's been real. It's been fun. It's been all those things wrapped up in one. That was a limerick.
1: That was beautiful.
0: That was Rhyme Time.
1: That was rhyme Rhyme Time with Pat.
0: We'll see you guys next week for our movie podcast. Bye. Bye.